Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley, or check out the show notes of each episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 153 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We're super excited for the content we got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And man, I've got a really fun episode today, uh, not only for you guys, but for me, because I will be reacting to a video entitled Michael Knowles versus Brian on marriage. And this is something that I've uh, obviously as a, as a podcast that talks about the importance of getting married for young believers. Um, you know, twice every week, this is a video that, that sticks out to me. I always like to watch, uh, marriage debates or it really any kind of debate on a topic that I care about. And, uh, this I think is going to be a good one. Michael Knowles, I I am for sure, uh, I for sure know will be coming down on the side of pro marriage, pro getting married, pro getting married, probably young. Uh, actually one of the, I don't know about getting married young. I know a couple people who would be more in favor of getting married young than Michael Knowles, but I would imagine he's going to be much more friendly towards the idea of getting married than this young man is who he's going to be debating. And uh, one one reason for that, I think, is uh, the generational gap here. Here we have a millennial, at least, um, discussing the importance of getting married versus uh, a, what looks like a Gen Zer. I don't know, actually, Brian from the Whatever podcast, I don't actually know how old he is, but he is younger uh, than Michael Knowles for sure, I think. So this this is a generational issue that people had a really positive opinion of in prior generations and now have a pretty negative opinion of. And actually, millennials didn't have a super positive opinion of marriage. But, uh, but before that, when you get back into um, boomers and um, they had a really good view of it because they had a really good experience with it most of the time, uh, whereas now we're seeing children actually grow up to think marriage is uh, less than and a risky way to live your life because of the number of divorces they've seen, the number of heartbreaks they've seen, the number of nasty separations they've seen. So uh, I'm really curious to see what this, what the, what arguments Brian throws at marriage um, and uh, kind of address those uh, for you guys as best as I can, as well as see how Michael Knowles reacts to those arguments because uh, he should be able to defend marriage, hopefully. So Getting without further ado, let's go ahead and just jump right into this. That you don't wait, want to get married? No, not no. <laughs> no. Why, why not? Uh oh. All right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 
one v seven okay um well so i i'm not opposed to necessarily having a life partner but there there are <laughs> there are certain sorry i'm sorry michael there are certain realities when it comes to to marriage that from the male perspective make it seem risky risky uh, huh that's what he's risky. saying risky well oh. well brian to that i would just say a lot of the important things in life that yield huge benefits involve risk are you just gonna minimize the uh risk by avoiding the opportunity altogether are you just gonna sacrifice whatever goodness could come your way because it's risky um i mean sure it's risky to enter a marriage but it's 100 percent failure to avoid it i mean you're not going to get and not well not failure but it's 100 percent uh choosing to not embrace the benefits that marriage entails to avoid marriage so uh yeah you're it's like taking a 100 percent chance that you won't get the benefit versus taking a risk that you will i mean it for me there's no question there and he obviously and i also want to talk about something that he started off his his explanation with there that that he would not be opposed to a lifelong um mating or romantic situation uh i mean that's describing marriage i mean there's really no other relationship that that fits that description unless you want to make a new one in which case it would probably be just be marriage <laughs> so i mean that's what marriage is marriage is a lifelong situation defined by law and society and uh, and and contained by law and society it's it's culturally contained and it's legally contained so and that's one of the things that make it that makes it lifelong yes you can still withdraw from it but the willingness to enter it is one of the things that speaks to the quality of the relationship if you're willing to basically pledge your life to a person and swear that in front of a room full of people uh, that means that you're pretty serious about the relationship and you are intending to stick it out right and really what that should mean um, if you're not lying, is that you are never going to leave your partner. And the only way you're, that your marriage could possibly end is if your partner leaves you because, right, their personal responsibility is a thing. In other words, you are never going to withdraw from your marriage. That's the vow up front. You're going to work through whatever comes up. And yes, I'm not going to, I always, I always preface um, my arguments when I'm talking about the, the permanence of getting marriage with the caveat that I'm not discussing, um, you know, issues involving uh, extreme abuse or neglect or things like that and just want to make that very clear i'm not saying divorce is never necessary i'm just saying it's never good and that somebody is has always broken their word in a situation where divorce is necessary or being done so um that's what i wanted to kind of preface my argument with and again no condemnation for anybody who's had a divorce or anything like that but i am going to express my opinion on the issue because it's an issue that's affected my life greatly and the lives of those around me as well so moving on let's see what michael knowles has to say to that Oh, only from the male perspective? Because I can feel like well, it's also risky men for are the female the, perspective. How so? I think you've never been in love. I feel like I feel <laughs> yeah. if or you're thinking about risk factor, I feel like it goes both ways. Yeah. Okay, they're turning on me. Well, it's but but to your point, Brian, you you know you make a good amount of money. You the way the judicial system works. If a woman divorced you, she could take a bunch of your money. She could take your kids. So there's a risk. But my question is, if you're already going to have a life partner, which mm -hmm. sounds, I'm sorry to say, kind of gay, like it's not, <laughs> it's not gendered, it's not traditional. Thank you for it, saying that. It's just so I, if you're going to do that anyway, why? And but you want to protect. Brilliant question, Michael Knowles. Thank you for asking that so so well. <clears throat> Thank you for asking that so well. Wonderful counter argument there. Uh, Brian, I would imagine, is 
hung up on the fact that women do initiate most of the divorces in this country. I think it's like 80 some percent of divorces are initiated by women. In other words, women bring the paper to their husband and say, hey, I want a divorce. Or women bring, or women start going to the lawyers first um, before the men do, and that I, I, that's for a number of reasons. I would imagine it's because uh, getting married for a man is actually uh, the number one option, and I say that from a statistical standpoint. Um, getting married comes with emotional uh, health benefits. It comes with all sorts of benefits for men. You actually earn more money when you're married. There are huge benefits that marriage comes with for men across the board. It's almost always a good idea for a man to get married. Women, it's a little more complicated. It is, they do live a better life when they get married, but it's also, uh, they live a worse life if there's neglect or abuse in the marriage, right? So those are things that women have to be really careful of. But still, 80% of marriage uh, being initiated, being of divorce, I'm sorry, being initiated by women is a little bit too much for me, for you to tell me that all of that is involving abuse. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. So in eighty, so eighty percent of divorces being initiated by women. Not all of that is abuse. A uh, couple of the leading causes on that or pornography, um, money issues, and a lot of people say communication, but that's becoming, um, you know, less and less people are saying that. I think, and it's a lot of the marriage therapists that I've heard say that communication is really not the issue. The couple just doesn't doesn't want to be connected. So it doesn't matter how well they're communicating. The, their drive for connection is not there, so they're not going to have a successful marriage. That's what I've heard Danny Silk often say. <clears throat> but it's very interesting to me that here we have <clears throat> a young man who I, I would imagine, he hasn't really given a reason for it yet. He said there's, there are risks, but he hasn't really said what he thinks those risks are. I would imagine he's going to say that women initiate most of divorces and can take your money um, in the case that the, the divorce goes through. So I, I do think um, that that is you know, a concern, but again, to, to Michael Knowles' point, which I think he answered beautifully, that, that concern of Brian, why don't you marry a woman who's not going to divorce you? And to, and I would actually add to that, the re, the reason that you can marry a woman who's not going to divorce you is you don't enter the marriage until you're confident in her, in her ability to stay. You do not enter a marriage until you're confident in your partner's ability to match your investment level, to match your commitment level. That has to be there uh, before you enter the marriage. So let's see what Brian has to say to that. Well, or get a prenup. Okay. I, you know, the yeah, thing, literally. So, so you, you're saying like, well, if you find the the a great woman that you know that's no, just, not even just that. I'm saying because you, you know you could find the most wonderful woman in the world, mm. and then I don't know someday something goes off in her brain and she totally turns on. But what if you create the structures such that you're not going to get divorced? I'll give you an example. I'm Catholic. My wife and I cannot get divorced. She could murder me. That would be her way out of the marriage. But she, we can. It is not possible for us to get divorced. Now, if you, let's say you're not Catholic yet, and maybe you don't, you know, you, ha you haven't worked through these things, maybe... Wait, did you say yet? <laughs> well, I'm, Are you just, we're just talking. And okay. So, uh, I'm saying, what if before you get married, you sign a prenup? But not the yeah. kind of prenup now, not the kind of prenup where you say, okay, in case we get divorced, mm -hmm. you know, we get 50-50. Ah. What if you sign a prenup that says, if you divorce I me... I will kill who, you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> Whoever Dang, brings a divorce forfeits everything. That's, called, mm. that's the Knowles prenup. And then you're and then you're safe. Then she's not going to Dang, take you. that is good. Um, I really like what he just said there. <clears throat> and obviously, I found it a little really humorous that he interjected the uh, the Catholicism thing in there. Michael Knowles, I've, from what I've seen of Michael Knowles, he's famous. For, he is famous, absolutely famous, for thinking that he can turn you Catholic. He is famous for thinking that he can um, basically 
provide an eloquent argument such that you actually change your mind from whatever um, you are now and become Catholic. And I just think that's so funny, especially Brian's reaction there. He said, did you just say yet? Did you just say, yeah, I'm not Catholic yet? Uh, and Michael Knowles obviously is just coming at this from the <clears throat> the salesman sort of, not salesman, but the conversion evangelical sort of um trying to change someone's mind and thinking they're really confident in their ability to do it. So uh, props to him for that. Props to both of them. I thought it was very funny, a very fun exchange there. But I do think Michael Knowles is brilliant there in the Catholic Church. They do not allow uh, divorce. They do allow annulments in cases of um, situations where there has been deception before the marriage is entered. Um, they will annul a marriage, for example, uh, if someone is uh, deceiving you from the fact that they are an abuser and they've not told you about this and then suddenly you enter a marriage with an abuser who's had a long-standing history of abuse and you didn't know anything about it or um, they weren't who they said they were or something like that, uh, in which case, in some kind of cases where there's extreme lies, they will annul a marriage and say that it was never entered to begin with because the person was marrying something that they weren't aware they were marrying. So <clears throat> that's how the Catholic Church handles serious issues, serious marriage issues which I think is actually a really smart way of handling it. Um, and of course, they've they've had plenty of time to work out their solution to uh, things like this because the Catholic Church has been around for a very long time. Um, what what I don't know that Brian still hasn't really said any of his concerns yet. I, I want to hear some of his concerns about marriage because I think, frankly, I think a lot of people have concerns about marriage that when you actually say them fall flat on your face with very easy solutions. <clears throat> but again, nothing against Brian here. He seems like a really great young man. He knows a lot. I'm sure he's very bright and intelligent, makes a lot of money, as, as Michael Knowles pointed out. So I'm curious to see what, he's, what he thinks the risks are. But notice how Michael Knowles came, combated that. He said, even if you're not Catholic, why don't you make a prenup that says, if whoever initiates divorce, the divorce gets nothing. In other words, nobody can leave you and take your stuff. Nobody can leave you um, and basically tear your life in half. Well, tear your life in half more than they already are. I would say if somebody's leaving you, they are tearing your life in half and... That's never a desirable living situation, but <clears throat> why don't you make a prenup that says whoever initiates the, the divorce gets nothing? I think that's brilliant. Moving on. And you get to be married sure. and not have a life partner. Sure. I mean, I've, I, I'd love to bring on uh, a family attorney to ask him questions about this, but kind of what I've heard in my understanding when it comes to prenuptial agreements is that oftentimes they, they can be thrown out and they don't... I, I don't think prenups can apply to uh, post-marriage, um, acquired pre-marriage. I could be, be totally off base here, but I've heard prenups can get thrown out. Someone could say, oh, I was signed it under duress, blah, blah, blah. It's unfair. It's um, There's a specific term for it that's uh, evading me right Good now. Good point. It's, um, why? What's the risk? That, he, need, he needs to say the risk that he, ha that he is afraid of. You're afraid of. The divorce. Trust right? issues, Brian? Well, this is, yeah. Sounds like trust issues. It's just Michael and the girls here. Like, if you date another successful woman, <laughs> wouldn't that fear kind of disappear? Because then, if anything, it's like. Or something what if like she's that. making more money than you are? Yeah. yeah. Like, why are we assuming also, that you're the breadwinner? You want a wife, right? I mean, I'm, you, you want to. Not apparently you know. not. Maybe he wants to be he a, wants a life partner, like, Mike. Yeah. He wants a life partner. Yeah, well, you're right. Okay, we're in the back from the, <laughs> the girl on the end of the table there on the right. For those of you who are subscribed to the show, you have access to our visuals on Spotify so you can see um, the panel here before us discussing this issue. 
um, you don't want a wife, you want a dog. Well, a dog is not a lifelong partner. A dog is a, you know, 17 year partner max. <laughs> so you'll go through many, many dogs that will not, they will break your heart when they die and you'll have to go through the whole bonding process again. And not to mention the fact that I'm sorry, guys, a dog is no replacement for a woman. A dog is no replacement for a woman. <clears throat> A dog will not take care of you. A dog will not give you children. A dog will not comfort you in, in, insofar as human comfort goes. A dog will do nothing for you that a woman will do. A woman is infinitely superior to a dog uh, in just so many ways. I mean, that we could go on and on and on about how, how stark that difference is. Um, namely, you're biologically wired to be with a woman. I mean, you're biologically designed to be uh, attracted to women. You're, you're biologically wired to be um, comforted by women if you're a man. So, I mean, it's it, dogs are not a healthy substitute for a woman, and they're not a healthy substitute for children. There is no healthy substitute for either of those things. Uh, people who try to substitute a dog for those things are trying to make up for an absence and a need that they have in their life. Um, because they are, for whatever reason, unable to get it, or they do, they refuse to get it because of their past experience with that particular thing, either children or marriage. So either way, it's extremely unhealthy. And people who, who run to pets, uh, <clears throat> instead of pursuing health and, and very visceral and real needs that they have in their life, for example, uh, marriage and children, those are needs, I would say, that you actually need to pursue if you want to live a healthy life. You can't just substitute things. You can't just throw basically fillers into that and expect to have a nice, well-rounded cake at the end. It's like throwing cardboard into a recipe uh, and expecting it to taste good when you when you crank it out of the oven, guys. It's not it's not a good way to live, um, and it's not it's you're going to have a lot of lack in your life. You're going to have a lot of less than fulfillment in your life if you do that. Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode um so moving on i still have not heard um brian give his risks what what is the exact he said there are risks he hasn't really defined what those are he he talked about the um the prenuptials having a way out and that they didn't necessarily always work and they could be the the person who signed them could say i was under duress the woman who signed them could say i was under duress or something like that but he hasn't really said if that's even the risk he was talking about i want to hear him address the risks that he's talking about for why he didn't want to get married A big no is virtual, virtual girlfriends, yeah. virtual wives. It's, it's the is same that, like this AI. One. What is that? Or you know, he wants a dog yeah. that speaks future, English. Yeah, but she can take all the. And <laughs> oh, sure. that he wouldn't get but in trouble like for. But it's like a thing in the future now. You can have a virtual, it's like an AI, but it's interactive. Well, for you, you love like yeah, like Siri. Why aren't you married? All your face into us, and we can figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure out all your love. We really want to get to the root of this problem. Yeah, I, I just, I. I don't see the 
the All right, I'm going to stop you right there, right there, Brian. Let me read you some benefits. Let me read you some benefits from an article that I wrote a couple years ago on the benefits of, of marriage for young men. By the way, I have like 40 sources for this article. All of them are health studies, uh, extremely trustable health studies. They're from um, companies like they're the one because several of them are from Harvard uh, Health. They're um, medical journals pu- published by Harvard. A couple of the other statistics that I give are from really reputable um, study companies, so you can check those out for yourself. It says, our belief that marriage is not necessary for supreme human fulfillment is not gra- as grounded in reality as we think. Marriage is one of the most effective choices we have for creating a life of not only stability, but also, ha- also health, happiness, and, cont- and contentment. Men and women, especially children, benefit from marriage in critical ways, according to one Harvard Medical School article, sometimes scientists have reported that never married men are three times more likely to die from cardiovascular disease. Another study mentioned that over the course of 10 years, um, even taking other you know, cardiovascular risk diseases into account, men of the study had a 46% ch- chance lower death rate than unmarried men. So married men died 46% less from heart disease. According to the same Harvard Health publication, married men have a lower risk of depression, a higher likelihood of satisfaction with their life and retirement than their unmarried peers. Being married also has been linked to better cognitive function, reduced risk of Alzheimer's disease, improved blood sugar levels, better outcomes for hospitalized patients, because obviously you have something to live for. You don't just want to give up the ghost and die. In addition to medical concerns, the decline of marriage has deprived men of what David Brooks calls the fortifying influences of female companionship, and as a result, there is a magnanimous toll being taken on single men. In, the, in his article, The Nuclear Family Was a Mistake, Brooks out points out that Americans, males today, spend the first 20 years of their life without a father and the next 15 without a spouse. Um, obviously, that's an extremely lonely way to live, and it's not it's not good at all. He says he points to research done by Kay Heimowitz, and he argues that unmarried men are less healthy, alcohol and drug abuse are common, earn less money, and die sooner than married men. So you ba- you do die sooner statistically uh, if you're unmarried than people who are married. Um, so, d- d- Brian, I, there's no grounding for what you just said, that, that marriage comes with no benefits. I mean, there's zero, zero grounding. Uh, marriage is the one of the number one ways, I would say the number one way to improve the emotional uh, and, and intrinsic quality of your life. You're going to enjoy your life a lot more if you're married and you do it well. <clears throat> and again, I'm not saying that marriage is the uh, the fix all if you don't put work into it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just simply saying that marriage is, is I would say the God intended way for you to get a lot of your needs met and the God intended way for you to be able to serve uh, your wife, um, somebody in the, in the most visceral and real sense possible. I mean, there's no place where you can serve a woman closer than, than you serve her in a marriage. There's no place you can serve anyone closer than you, than, than through marriage. Marriage is the ultimate form, the ultimate outlet outlet for service and getting your needs met. It really is. It's it's just a, an amazing thing for men and women all together. A couple other things I would add is you're also uh, more likely to have a healthy sexual life if you're married. Couples who are married and uh, happily married and permanently married report way, 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 way higher levels of satisfaction uh, in the bedroom than do couples who um, are not married. So we're even, you know, cohabiting couples or there's nothing that takes a higher uh, seat above marriage when it comes to the sexual front. Nothing produces the, the healthy uh, sexual result, results that marriage does for both parties. That's men and women, by the way. Um, and moving on, it's also the, the best place to have children. So you, can, you can't tell me that, that marriage has no benefit when children are always healthier in the context of a home statistically. And again, if you have a child outside of wedlock and you're not married, I'm not saying anything against your child at all whatsoever. I'm just pointing out the statistical reality 
that getting married uh, is the best place to launch your child from the nest. That is the best environment for a child to grow up is in a two-parent household. You cannot have a single-parent household or a cohabiting parent household or a gay, gay uh, couple household that produces the level of positive results for children that marriage does. You cannot. It is unmatched. It is unparalleled on the numbers front. Um, and again, you could be a great, and, and, and it's not like there's, a, there's no spectrum there. So for example, um, children who grew up in a two-parent household, heterosexual household, one present mom, one present dad are healthier than any, than any, any child on, on, on average. Um, next down, we have like a co-parenting household or a homosexual household where there are two parents, but they're either not married or there's a man and a man or a woman and a woman. Those children are still healthier than, um, on average, children who only have one parent or no parents, right? So there's still a, like, there's like a tier ranking system here of what, how, how likely you are to, uh, produce a, 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 um, a, a child, give a child basically everything that they need in order to live a happy life. And again, nothing against you if you're, if you're choosing to live in a way that is not conducive to this. But what I'm saying is that if it, Brian here, Brian was the one who threw the gauntlet down by saying there was no, there was no benefit to marriage. He, he flat out said that he said, there's no benefit to marriage. So I'm simply now reading you guys numbers. If you think there's no benefit to marriage, I'm just reading you numbers. You can, you can fight the numbers all you want. You can say they're not true. You can say they're not real. You can give me examples of poor marriages, but in the end, you're just looking at a very small, um, population. You're looking at a very small selection of people and using them as an excuse for you not to get married. You're looking at a very small number of people who have poor marriages and who are doing it terribly. And you're saying, look at these people, see how they're doing it. Because of them, I'm never going to get married. It's it's just a false argument. It holds no water whatsoever. And and Brian, I think is kind of, he's not been exposed to people with good marriages. And that's the, that's the root issue of a lot of people who don't want to get married. They've not been exposed to people with good marriages or for whatever reason, maybe their experience with the opposite sex, they don't want to, they can't imagine Brian, in other words, based on Brian's experience with women, he can't imagine trying to spend the rest of his life with one. Or if he were a woman, based on his experience with men, he could not imagine trying to spend his life with the rest of his life with a man because of his experience with men being diff or women being difficult or this or that, uh, you know, non-committal, anything. It could be anything. <clears throat> for whatever reason, he does not want to spend the rest of his life with him. And that's really the root issue of behind what he's doing. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode today, guys. We will be back at you with the rest of this article or this video review in the next episode. If you've enjoyed, reach out and let me know what you thought of the episode through the link in the show notes. You can send me a question, uh, comment, feedback, anything at all through your own voice. Uh, just click the link that says send a message. You can give me your story, a different alternate perspective, anything at all. I'd love to hear those. It makes me feel super connected to you as audience members. You can also follow the Restoring Report podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in the content we post there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening today and we will talk to you next time.